So with the official conclusion of the World Cup qualifier, Costa Rica beating New Zealand, we have our complete um, World Cup group. World Cup. It's not a bracket yet. No. Mm-hmm. It, what word am I looking for? Group of team. What? What's the word for a group of teams? Teams. <laughs> like a flock of teams. <laughs> A pack, pack, pack of We've teams. Complete the pack. The pack. The 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 field, the thirty-two team <laughs> field, and we are going to dissect these groups now that we know exactly who was in it. Before we had some, when the World Cup draw came out, we had some ifs mm-hmm. uh, between Ukraine, Scotland, and Wales. Now we know it's Wales. Obviously, Costa Rica just qualified, and um, Australia qualified. So now we have the complete field. We're gonna break that down for you guys. But first off. I'm going to start off with a little bit of Pogba news. A uh, couple couple pieces of Pogba uh-huh. news. One, on Pogba himself. Yeah. He secured himself a free transfer back to Juve in concluding what has been one of the most laughable transfer sagas in my memory. I don't know about yours. No, it, it's right up there. I mean, you had to imagine Juventus were just chuckling to themselves when they got Pogba back. When you think of the fact that they got him for free, <laughs> then sold him for $89 million, then got him for free again. <laughs> <laughs> so, on Juve's side, they got Pogba twice. Mm-hmm. Prime, arguably prime Pogba. Yeah. Sold they got the him, best of Pogba. Sold him for $89 million. Use that $89 million to get mm-hmm. Ronaldo, you might say. Pogba has a few games <laughs> the only, i can all right well let's think about this let's think of his season highlights from this past year that game against Leeds where he had four assists end of highlights <laughs> <laughs> no i can remember the one good stint he had when solskjaer first came in when you know uh when they beat paris and german yeah uh when they went on like a really nice the beginning of that away run yeah. where they didn't lose yeah. away for a while, which was to be fair, it was pretty impressive. Mm. Um yeah, he was in in that first season under Mourinho, I mean they had their ups and downs, but they did win, you know, yeah. three trophies yeah. and he played pretty well. But he never had consistent yeah. good stints with the team. Yeah. Injur- injuries, injuries did plague that's that we can't really talk about Pogba's manucure that Talking about injuries, at least. I mean, you mm. can shit on him as much as you want, but he did have injuries. So, which derail, as we know. <laughs> Something funny was. that I found was I was trying to look. This was either a week or two ago. I was trying to look up how many uh, different hairstyles Pogba had, <laughs> and and so There's I was looking at some. <laughs> I was looking at some articles, and I found that. Uh, and I found one. It was like Pogba's had like 20 plus hairstyles since joining May United. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I checked the date of the article. It was like three months after he'd signed for United. It was, oh, no, right. it was, no, it was either like 2016 or 2017. And by then you already had over 20 different hairstyles. I can probably think of like a dozen. Yeah, there were plenty of articles that yeah. ranked like top 10 <laughs> different <laughs> hairstyles. <laughs> I mean, I remember specifically the one that against... City where they came back. Yeah, the blue. With, with uh, that blue in it, which yeah. I never really understood why he would make it blue before the derby. Um, I can remember, obviously, he went bald. He's got a mohawk in there somewhere. Probably. Like, he obviously, he's got, like, the clean-cut fade 
Well, there will be plenty of chance to see all these hairstyles in the latest, <laughs> the latest Pogmentary. I didn't know you were such a promoter for this for this yeah. documentary. If you're looking for a good documentary to watch, and you know you have a lot of time on your hands, don't watch this <laughs> because apparently, and not apparently, this is a fact. It got the worst IMDb ratings of all time. I need to look up what it got on Flixster because. It, was, it got 1 out of 10 on IMDb. Is that... I don't even know, like... Do Did, a lot of movies get 1 out of 10? Or is that like... No. For, oh, for reference, the Emoji Movie, which is widely considered one of the, the worst, worst movies movie ever, I've seen got it. a 3 out of 10. How do you spell Pogmentary? <laughs> Pogmen... It, it's spelled how you think it would be. It's not on Flickster. Oh, what a shame. Alright, we'll have to trust IMDb for now, but... To be fair... To the Pogmentary in all of its glory. I'm pretty sure that IMDb is all like, um, like fan stuff. So it can literally just all be Even like Pog- salty United oh, fans it <laughs> rating it. Oh, it's on Rotten Tomatoes? How much? Oh, I don't want to look. Not enough guess. ratings to calculate score. Oh. So they, they just really feel bad for it and don't want to give it like a 2%. But. <laughs> I don't know. It's emoji movie level. That's all we need yeah. to know. Um, I watched a trailer for it, and I mean, all his the... life is pretty interesting. I feel like you could turn it. No, he definitely like has that. an interesting life, and you know, they showed all of his like good clips, and what I mean, like all like I think like it was literally all, all the only good things he did for United. <laughs> like they don't have any other things to show <laughs> other than that. How long? Well, how much does it cover? Do you know? And do you know from the trailer? Like in terms of like how. How long? How long? Was it, like, his last year of his life? I don't know. There was, like, a clip where, from, like, him playing for, like, the France, like, you, like, I don't know, like, 16 Oh, so it's, like... Like, he was, like, pretty young. It's, like, his whole life, then. I think it's, yeah. It's pogmentary. There's a lot to get into. (laughs) I mean, if I'm a director, I'm digging into all of it. Another thing we wanted to talk about during the intro was, um, you know, for this World Cup-themed episode, I wanted to dig in show off a little bit of what Qatar life is like. Uh Uh-huh. If you're going to the World Cup, you know, there's a lot of things you're going to want to know about Qatar. Uh, If there are any potential players from any of the teams listening to this podcast right Uh now, you're going to want to know some of this stuff before you go because you might end up in Qatari prison. That's all we're going to say. Ethan, you should get it. Not a fun place, I've heard. (laughs) So first one is premarital relationships of any sort. Premarital sex... Specifically, one night stands you may have seen on social media recently that you could face up to seven years in prison if you're getting caught having a one night stand. Two World Cup cycles, (laughs) damn near. All the wives of the players going to the World Cup were very strong advocates for this one. I don't know if you can take Jack Grealish. It's uh, it's. It's a risk. It's a liability taking a taking a dude like that. I mean, they are England already wasn't gonna take Mason Greenwood, but if you need any more incentive, yeah. I think this would be it. Uh, Phil Foden too is also gonna be need to is gonna need to be kept on a leash most likely. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the most mature, but yeah. <laughs> it was him and Greenwood, right? That got uh yeah yeah booted Green- from the England camp. Yes, yeah. Um. Well, good thing Greenwood is not going to be part of anything anytime yeah. <laughs> soon, so. Um, what else we got? Okay, we also have being publicly drunk or publicly drinking. Uh, alcohol is not 
prohibited in Qatar, but you can only drink it in okay. bars and Good like restaurants. Good for English hooligan fans who may be listening to this. Because, yes, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to make yeah. an entire vacation trip to Qatar without at least a little bit of uh-huh. booze. So I don't know if it's going to be allowed in the stadiums. Well... I mean, I can't imagine. Budweiser is Budweiser is usually a huge sponsor. These they they always get alcohol sponsors. Like uh, I know Heineken for the UCL. I'm sure they sponsor mm-hmm. this in some way. Like I, I'm pretty sure Budweiser sponsored the 2018 World Cup. Um, now you're gonna begin like Dasani and Aquafina <laughs> sponsoring uh, this World Cup. Ronaldo's probably behind that. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got? All right. We also have swearing or behaving inappropriately in public. So I feel like this is all very subjective. I feel like you could just toss somebody in Qatari prison for anything. Yeah, it's really. I mean, if Qatar's not doing too hot in this World Cup, the police may be more inclined just, just to arrest, arrest people. every other team so they can win by default. Interesting. And what I mean, if I mean when could Qatar don't do well in this World I, Cup? <laughs> I believe in Qatar, but we'll get there. Um. So yes, there's a. Oh well, no. There's one more thing. Uh, the PDA. You have to be pretty conscious about because now listen you know they don't want you to have no fun you're allowed to hold hands all right playground rules essentially yes holding hands is a-okay but if you even think about hugging or kissing hugging. someone mm. hu- yeah hugging is hugging's off limits the uh the where's my hug guys from high school are not gonna like that one <laughs> <laughs> no they're not no so there's no where's my hug guys in Qatar. it's just <laughs> Where's my hand hold? <laughs> yeah. High fives, fist bumps, all super, you know, on board with that. I don't know what's going to happen when, you know, players are celebrating goals and hugging each other. You know, they're going to have the, the stewards storm the pitch. And arrest everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, definitely no kissing. I've seen, I've also, to be fair, I've seen plenty of kissing in those celebration groups, too. And, oh, uh,. Oh well, they, in different countries. I'm sure Italy. They yeah. Uh, they little uh, the the cheek. Yeah, I don't know what the Italians are gonna do. <laughs> uh, the good thing. Yeah. Wait, good thing they're not in the World Cup. Oh shit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think on purpose. They yeah. Just could, they were just like, we can't be in this World Cup. We need to. That's make a Mancini masterclass right there. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yeah. All right. Apparently, we got some things that are not illegal, but, but definitely frowned, frowned upon. upon. So, wearing shorts or so these, short sleeves. These are things that are, like, you can get in trouble with the police or, like, just, like, not No, it's socially acceptable. It's not considered socially acceptable, but it's very unlikely that you'll be confronted by police, okay. fined, or, like, arrested for okay. these things. Um, so, wearing shorts or short sleeves... Obviously, in Qatari culture, um, I believe it's an Islamic nation. Yeah. So, you know, they have, like, the long sleeves. You know, the women have to, you know, cover yeah. their shoulders and knees and stuff. So, wearing uh, shorts, I think they said, you know, if you wear shorts, it should be, like, below, like, your knee. So, like, full sagging. Oof, that's not good for the Where's My Hug guys either. No. <laughs> but that means Adam Sandler can come to the World Cup. Oh, sweet. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> um, so, Yeah. So, in case you were worried about the 115 degree weather and how you'd be able to cope with it, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I, I, that's so tough. You're going to bring people from all different cultures and nations in yeah. and make them wear long sleeves in 112 degree weather or whatever the hell it is. I mean, England fans won't even be able to keep their shirts on for past, past the 10 minute mark. <laughs> oh. As soon as Harry Kane heads in the winning goal, I mean... The shirt Everyone, everyone's getting 
Also, just an interesting one. Getting upset about things moving slowly. Apparently in Qatar, they like to take their time with things. Okay. You know, they're not in too much of a rush. The benefits of being, you know, just an oil country and having everything. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's basically anti-metropolitan area yeah. where you can get honked at if the light turns green and your foot isn't on the gas pedal ready to bolt at 60 miles an hour. Yeah, so, you know, if, you're, if your food's taking a bit too long and the service is slow, don't complain about yeah. it. Just keep it to yourself. Yep. Or else, apparently, you're just going to get weird looks from Qatari people. Right. So, I will not be attending this World Cup. <laughs> I'm going to stay here and honk at the guys who don't uh, hit the gas pedal when the light turns green. But for now, we should move on to the beef of our podcast. And that's going to be, we're going to go through all the groups one by one, give a little preview now that they're all set, kind of just tease a little bit, tickle the balls, uh-huh. if you will, <laughs> um, for this World Cup, because honestly, great word choice, it's going to be tough to think about anything else from now until November. So getting straight into it. Group A, this is the host nation group, as always. Mm. Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. Host nation groups are notoriously, uh, especially when the host nation is weak. Yeah. And the host nation is always group pot one. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, the South Africa, Russia, give or take. Mm -hmm. It's Because Russia was not a pot one team. No. It's always notoriously weak. But in this group, it kind of feels like i i remember in prior host nation groups especially the south africa one it felt like the second place was up for grabs but in this one yeah. it feels like it's pretty locked down with netherlands and senegal qatar and ecuador just they could very well be the two worst teams in the, in the world cup like i don't know i disagree i think that ecuador had a pretty strong showing in mm. the uh i'll be honest i did not see South too American much of ecuador's world cup qualifiers but no, they were they were a pretty strong team. I mean, they knocked off uh, Colombia in that. I believe right, they got yeah. fourth spot. Okay. So, I mean, it was definitely pretty competitive in there. And I think that Comable, even though Europe seems to be, like, pretty pretty high on their, like, perch as, like, the most competitive yeah, yeah, I mean, European yeah. nation, I think in the last couple years, Comable has been getting, or South America has been getting slowly more competitive as we'll get into with um argentina who i think you know have a strong shot this year but we'll get into them but no i think ecuador could be a team that surprised some people and i think i think with senegal and the netherlands i think they're two teams that i'm not entirely sure what we're gonna get out of them Netherlands had such a strong showing in the Euros in the group stage and then just completely fell apart against Czech Republic. And one player I'm also concerned about is Memphis Depay. Uh, is he going to be there in nine? Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd imagine. It could be Luke de Jong. Maybe, but I think Depay, even though he hasn't played much in, this mm-hmm. past, in these past six months, he had a good start to the season with Barcelona. And it's very, you see it a lot with, players like mm-hmm. gareth bale yeah. uh, is a good example of players who are lacking form or playing time with their club team and then come yeah. to a national team they and find that find like, their feet yeah added inspiration mm-hmm. from playing for their nation and you see it all the time you're right so um, i think at the very least depai will be their guy i like the like, i like him too I he's really do. 
undoubtedly talented. I don't think he's going to be like one of those players we look back on and we're like, wow, it was his performance that gave the Netherlands that run. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be someone like Frankie de Jong or like Virgil van Dijk or something like that. But he's certainly a piece that when it comes to like above replacement, who the next one would be, Luke de Jong, they're different players. Luke de Jong's more of a target man. He probably likes to drop in a little bit more, especially if it, the next man up would be Valt Verkhorst or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's a piece that you're going to need, you know? So, we'll see. I mean, Bergwijn, tough to know how he'll fit into that team if he even does. Um, Quincy Promes usually plays for Netherlands. I haven't heard shit about him. I'm pretty sure he got, like, arrested. Did he? Yeah, like, for some, like, pretty, like, bad stuff. All right, so he's not going <laughs> that to could be Cup. why you haven't so, heard much yeah, from him. Uh, so maybe Bergwijn will slip into this. I think Bergwijn fits into the category of players who we'll talk about it more with the England team mm-hmm. who need to have a strong three months yeah. in the upcoming season prior to the World that Cup. That is interesting how these <clears throat> couple months before the World Cup, like you mm-hmm. all, in a normal World Cup year, it's just like that season, mm-hmm. and then you just roll right into the world cup and that's kind of your trial now you have like an off season to recoup and like focus your mindset if you're a fringe player for some of these teams to be like okay now i have yeah. three months to prove myself so like we could see some breakout players in the first three months mm-hmm. just because they like are desperate to get into world cup teams like bergwine yeah or like uh james madison or something like that when we'll get to the uh england national team but um, yeah, I think that's interesting, and it deserves pointing out how we've never had this, like, mm-hmm. three-month sprint before World Cup before, yeah. and how that's going to affect some players. But out of this group, consensus, we're taking Netherlands and Senegal, or Senegal and Netherlands? Senegal and Netherlands, but I wouldn't be too surprised if, you know, you see an Ecuador slip in there. Yeah. All right, I think it, when Senegal plays Netherlands, it's going to be, Netherlands is going to have, like, 65 percent possession it's just whether they finish their chances mm-hmm. obviously senegal has the talent to hit on the counter but yeah um i didn't love how they played in afcon to be honest um they obviously won it mm-hmm. but like i don't think they were very convincing i mean be they honest. beat e- egypt on pens both in afcon and to get to the tournament yeah, itself yeah i so i don't i'm not like if they blew teams away if they put in standout performances mm-hmm. i'll be like okay they're rolling but i don't I don't, they won the thing, sure, but like they, they weren't very convincing. Yeah, they're just know. a really yeah. solid team. I mean, they've got they've got Edouard Mendy, they've got yeah. Kaladu Koulibaly, Sadio Mane, Idrissa Gay, right? Senegal. Yes, yeah. So they they have a strong core with that team, yeah. and they're defensively sound. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're a tough team to break down. I feel like Netherlands and Senegal, they're two teams that I could see either of them making like a deep, like either semifinal or quarterfinal run, uh-huh. or seeing one of them crash out in the group stage yeah. in spectacular fashion. We're going to say Senegal and Netherlands for that one. Rounding out Group A, rolling into Group B. This is the the England group, or so is the USA group. Mm-hmm. Um, the soccer group. <laughs> <laughs> the soccer versus football group. England, Iran, USA, and Wales. I follow a lot of English media on Twitter. Yeah. And they were Naturally. pretty happy about this group. Um, I took it personally. <laughs> I mean, I would be too. Like, when your greatest competition is really the USA, who are really young. Uh-huh. Um, the US, if from England's point of view, the US is a great pot two team yes, to face. Yeah, yeah. I, 
you know, I tried to be unbiased mm. when I saw those tweets and be like, oh, they're not giving us enough credit, but like, why should they give us credit? Yeah. You know, like we've had a couple like coming of age performances, you can say, but like England is probably growing even more than the U.S. is right now in talent and they're getting one of the better UT, what, pot two teams in USA, one of the better pot four teams in Iran, even mm. though like, you know, it's tough to get a bad pot four team, but like Canada, I think was a pot four team, right? No, they couldn't have been. I mean, didn't they win? I mean, they won CONCACAF. The radio, the rankings are bullshit. It's FIFA. Come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly like this from a USA perspective too, like and a Wales perspective. You get your team, your like team that is t- going to be tough to take points off of is a rival, England. Yeah. Like that's if you're if it if it was Wales France, like you're just gonna get beat. Mm-hmm. But you're going to play England, like, who the hell knows? Like, that that's a rivalry game. No, I was very excited to draw England. Yeah. I mean, it's it's without a doubt a rivalry. Three out of the four teams in this group speak the same language. Mm-hmm. Like, essentially. <laughs> um, there's going to be shit talk, and that's the perfect equalizer yeah. for a team like Wales and USA. We got some pieces of shit in our team, too. Yeah. Um, Iran, you know. They're kind of the odd team out. Did they put in, like, decent performances in the last World Cup, if I remember? Did they draw Spain? Yeah, Iran, that... Iran has Iraq. always been a team that... Um, no, not Iraq. It wasn't Iraq. Iraq was haven't really qualified, I don't think, for any World Cups. But no, Iran has, in the last couple of World Cups, just been a really stubborn team. I mean, if you remember in 2014, you know, they had that... Uh, that one no loss to Argentina where it took a messy curler yes, as a yes, far yes. corner in the you know what? That, in that stoppage time. And I do remember them being very competitive because they were in that Spain-Portugal group in 2018. Huh. Spain, Portugal, Morocco. And I remember them either, uh, either what was it, a draw with Spain or... I remember that final day being pretty hectic in terms of like... Spain were in danger of getting knocked out or Portugal were mm. getting in danger of knocked out of being knocked out and Iran was like a win away from qualifying or something. I remember that Iran was causing havoc in that group in the last day. Yeah, no. Iran, they're not a team that I I feel confident at all with saying would make it out of the group, but I'm confident that they're going to cause problems for any team in this group. I could see them, you know, getting points off anybody yeah. even england yeah england are definitely you know well not england in their opening points. game in 2018 were not very convincing against tunisia so yeah um, that's true who knows england obviously have not had very good performances recently um no, i'm sure no, they they've been tried to turn that around at least a lot of people calling for southgate's head i don't really mm-hmm. buy it just yet yeah it's um, giving me arteta out after three games vibes like, <laughs> he took this team to a final in a major tournament with some pretty good performances. It's not like they fluked it to get there. He's taken England to a World Cup semifinal yeah. and a Euro final penalty shootout. I, I think it's. I don't know how much more you want from him in big tournaments, really. I, I mean, I didn't watch, to be honest, I didn't watch the England Ukraine, uh, England Ukraine, England Hungary game. Like, I'm not sure how bad it could really have been for you to call for Southgate's head. Yeah. Like, did they really go out and, like, I mean, they lost 4 nothing at Wembley. Like, they had to have played like shit, but like it happens. You can you can give him like some slack for once. Like I don't know. Yeah. From this group, 
England are making it out. I think it's just a question of USA or Wales. I mean, yeah. Wales definitely have the more experience. Yeah, well, obviously, USA team is made yeah. of 22-year-olds. Like, for that reason, I'm going to take Wales because I just would find it hard to believe that a team of 22 and 23-year-olds on average is going to come through against a team like Wales mm-hmm. or Iran. So I'm going to go with Wales just because, let's say it's a rivalry game and they take a point off England. Mm-hmm. Take a point off England, take a point off USA, and beat Iran. That's five points they're getting through. I'm going to say Wales. I don't know about you. Uh, I'm going to be slightly more patriotic. Okay. I'll, I'll go with the, I'll go <laughs> with the Americans. Right. Um, again, like, I could totally see it. I just yeah. think they're just a, I think little, a little bit too I think it's experience. a very big toss-up. All right, moving on. Group C, the Argentina group. We have Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Obviously, Saudi Arabia winning the group nine points. Easy. <laughs> I mean, they're used to the heat. So That's true. They are <clears throat> almost on their home, like, you know, climate. They're probably one of the only countries in this tournament who are going to have zero issues with the rules of uh, <laughs> Qatar. You got to walk in there, just be like, hey, what's up, guys? You know, give a crisp high five. No as PDA, no, no yeah. premarital sex. They're not even going to look at any women throughout the entire tournament. <laughs> Looking at some of these matchups, Argentina-Mexico is going to be pretty spicy, I feel. Um, yeah. Just a lot of characters, I would say. Like, you mm-hmm. got the Hector Herreras on the team. You yeah. got the Emmy Martinez. Like, I, I any, like this Any matchup between two, like, Latin American yeah. teams, I feel like it's always just going to have tons of diving and yeah. shit-talking <laughs> and gestures at referees. Yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, there's going to be diving. To be there's going to be, I mean, 90 minutes of play. We're talking like 62 minutes of ball in play. Yeah. Like, there's going to be diving, multiple VAR. The most decisions. creative time-wasting you have ever seen. I, especially if it's Mexico. Mexico are... If Mexico score in the first 15 minutes, it's going to be ugly for the next yeah. 75. Like, against any of these teams. Like, they score against Saudi Arabia. They're not going for two. Yeah. <laughs> um... They stick to their game. I think Argentina-Poland is going to be, like, lopsided for some reason. I think Lewandowski is going to, depending on what happens this summer um, with Lewandowski, I know recent news has come out and said, I mean, we thought that Lewandowski to Barca was, like, done deal. But, like, yeah, I thought that about the fact that Barca has less money than I do. <laughs> So see, that's what I thought last time, and then they just spent fifty mil on Ferran Torres. I don't know. I don't know who's picking up these fucking bonds that they're selling, but <laughs> they can't be too <laughs> low risk. But yeah, that could have a little bit of. I mean, Poland is Lewandowski. Like, mm-hmm. it's it. How if Lewandowski plays well, they could make it out of the group. If he doesn't play well, they are not going to make it out of the group. It's really that simple. Mexico, Poland, they. Poland pretty much needs to take points off of Mexico there, and I think Mexico yeah. are just going to win it, and it's going to deflate them. I don't know the order of games in this group. No. Um, I mean, Mexico pretty routinely make it out of the group and then go out round of 16. In round of 16, yeah. Round of 16. They've got it down to the science. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, but out of this group, I just don't like Poland as a team. I never have, no. really. Um, Poland have never proven themselves on... On either World Cup stage yeah. or the Euros. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they finished bottom of their group last time. In a group where 
I'm trying to remember that group. I believe it was Colombia, Japan, Senegal, Poland in 2018. Yeah. And that's a group where literally it could have finished any which way, yeah. in my opinion. And Poland finished dead last, um, if I remember. So, so we're going with Argentina and Mexico. I go with Argentina yeah. and Mexico. On to Group D. This is the France Hot 1 group. France, Australia, Denmark, Tunisia. Mm-hmm. And this is a group that looks pretty chalk, but it's never chalk when you have a World Cup, a immediate never. World Cup winner in there. Never. Because you always think it's going to be chalk, and then France loses their opening game to Tunisia, and it all goes down. I don't even know if they're playing Tunisia first. but <laughs> I'm in no way a superstitious person. But the World Cup curse, <laughs> the World Cup winner's curse, is, it's honestly, it's unbelievable just how tournament after tournament it is just brutal i'm pretty sure not only have they not made out of the group stage but the reigning champions have finished dead last i mean okay italy didn't make it out of their group in 2010 after winning in 2006 i don't think they finished dead last though but spain finished last yeah uh, no actually no i don't think spain finished last in their group because i think they beat Australia. Well, they did lose 5-2 to... Uh, they did lose 5-1, five, five I five believe, one, yeah. to Netherlands. Um, but yeah, no, they didn't make it out of their group either. Germany finished last in their group. Yeah. I literally sent out a, a text to my friend, uh, shout out Robbie Cole, saying that Germany was not going to lose to South Korea and he should grow up. And they lost to South Korea <laughs> to nothing. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's as bad as the World Cup curse has ever gotten, in my opinion. So, since I'm not superstitious, I gotta believe, what is it about reigning World Cup champs that just, that just makes them unable to perform in the following tournament? Coincidence. <laughs> it's, it's gotta be coincidence. And that's why I think that France will make it out of this group. Not just because of the strength of this France team. It's because this really is just a shitty group. Australia, Tunisia, I really... There are so many groups yeah. with strong third teams. I mean, we'll get into, um, like, a group Groups like... Groups of death, yeah. Like, group like Group F, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, <laughs> Croatia. Like, that's a team where third and fourth teams, you know, are pretty strong yeah. in there. But if you want a reigning champ to break the World Cup curse, yeah. having to finish behind... Either Australia or Tunisia is gonna be a tough ask. It's it's really tough to bet against France. Like it really is. They're so solid. And they're picking up prime Benzema. Like because mm-hmm. this because Germany from 2014 to 2018 did not strengthen. They yeah. definitely regressed somewhat. Not a lot, but somewhat. Yeah. But this France team, I really don't. I would say think they've regressed at all in the back. Varane yes. is not the same player. Uh, their his center back partner partner Umtiti. I haven't seen him on the field mm-hmm. for a club team literally since that World Cup. Um, and their keeper Loris is certainly not on form. So who they're gonna have back there? A little bit of a question mark. Like, is it gonna be a Zuma? Like, I mean, again, we can. I don't think Kurt Zuma. I mean, I think they were expecting bigger things from Upamecano. Um, I think yeah. Kanate's played well for Liverpool. Kanate, I could, I could see him possibly getting in there. But again, we also have to talk about the fact that so far in the Nations League, I believe they're 
bottom of the group. I think that I, I cannot put any merit on the Nations League. I just I can't bring myself like the England Hungary game. I just can't bring myself. Maybe they're getting out their curse now. Yeah, I mean, what works, whatever works. Uh, it's just so tough to bet against France, yeah. and I'll I'll happily be wrong if France gets their ass beat by fucking Tunisia, but I I just can't bet against France right now. Yeah, but. With all this France talk, I don't want to take away from talking about Denmark because Denmark are a team that in the last almost just 12 months, I mean, they yeah. were a pretty good team. They were a pretty good team going into Euro 2020 and they were a team that may consider the dark horse, mm. but I don't think anybody expected them to go to the semifinals. Yeah. And I believe that they're top 10 in world rankings now. I would probably predict them to win this group i think they're going to win this group i think they'll get a point off france and they're gonna beat australia and beat tunisia um and they'll win a goal difference or something or mm. france will slip up against australia because they almost did in 2018 if you remember that's true they were um, in the same group uh and they needed like a fucking penalty i think pogba drew a penalty like a handball okay if i remember correctly yeah um, something like that but i think Denmark's gonna come top of this group I think yeah. they, they're just playing really well. Like, Eriksson is playing well. Damsgaard. Like, they got all these young guys. Like, they have tournament experience from Euro 2020. Like, they're not like the USA mm. that are just too young. And big thing we're forgetting is Christian Eriksson. He will be playing in yes. this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's had as good a season as he's had in a while. Um, obviously, back at Inter, he hardly got any playing time. So mm. um, No, he's a big difference maker for Brim for this season when yes. he came back. Um, so. For me, it's Denmark than France. Yeah. I, I mean, Australia and Tunisia just aren't making it. Anyway, moving on alphabetically to Group E. Spain, Germany, Japan, Costa Rica. This is Group of Deathy. Not the Group of Death, but it's mm-hmm. Deathy. There are groups with two clear-cut yeah. uh, teams, and this is not one of them. Definitely a group. One of the only groups that has two, like, real major players. Yeah. In Spain and Germany. Well, I, I take back when I said two clear-cut teams. Obviously, the two clear-cut teams are Spain and Germany. However, nobody's being going to be surprised if Japan takes a point off Spain or Costa Rica takes a point off Spain. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, Costa Rica takes a point off Spain. Because those are two teams that have caused havoc in past World Cups. Mm-hmm. Japan, notoriously in 2018, almost beat Belgium. Um, uh-huh. Costa Rica notoriously won one of the most deadly groups of death in World Cup history, <laughs> England, Italy, Uruguay. Yeah. And they won it. So both of these teams have a history of close to upsets or upsets. So you can't rule them out. Germany, Spain, both have recent history of choking in World Cup group yep. stages. Yes, so do. there's no guarantees. Um, both of these teams are still kind of finding themselves, I feel like, Spain and Germany. They don't have much of a clear-cut 11 um, Spain is that going they start. To be, Spain is going to lean younger, honestly. You're going to see they definitely Eric, are. Pedri, Gavi, Eric Garcia, uh-huh. Antufati. Like, you're going to see... Uh, who's their keeper? Keppa? No, Dejea. Uh, um, yeah, De Gea. Gea. I mean, but... If you remember in the Euros, they had Unai Simon. Simon, yeah. Um, Ferran Torres, I think, is definitely going to oh, be yeah, a starter yeah, yeah, for yeah. them. And he's like 23. Yeah, this team is going no. to be younger. This is a young team. 
But they'll, they'll keep a bit of experience. This I mean, is also arguably the most talented team in the tournament, in my opinion. Really? Um, Spain? Absolutely. They're, they're just under-experienced. Mm-hmm. Like, when you look at this Who's team, the nine for them? That's the question. It could be Ferran Torres, who was in the Euros, I believe. Um, um, I think they started Morata consistently in the Euros. I, I could see Morata playing. I don't... If I'm Spain, I don't really have a problem with that. I think he's good enough. A lot of people have had criticisms of Morata. I think he's fine. Are you going to win a World Cup with a Morata at striker? Probably not. But this team is too young to win a World Cup anyway, in my opinion. But they could they could go out there and beat Germany three nothing. Like they're, I think they're that good. They are so talented. Uh, Luis Enrique, I believe, yeah. is the manager there. One of the most experienced managers in Europe, both internationally and um, at the club level. There is no reason why Spain can't dent Germany, dent Japan, and certainly dent Costa Rica. Um, I think they're too young. It's going to slip up at some point, but mm-hmm. there's no reason why they shouldn't run in this World Cup. No, it is a very talented team, but I'm not entirely sure if they have what it takes, at least on paper, to beat out Germany for top spot in this mm-hmm. group. I think Germany just have... Hansi Fleck, too. Hansi Fleck, obviously, I mean, he was a... I mean, these are two great managers. Luis Enrique, both of these managers won trebles. Mm. Enrique at Barca, Hansi Flick at Bayern. Yeah. Uh, but Germany, I think, just have a bit more... I don't know if talent is the right word, but just more... Ex- they have a bit more experience, I'd say. I mean, Spain, they do have players like Busquets and uh, yeah. um, Koke. Well, I mean, there I'm are sure guys bring, like... Uh, Tiago in the midfield. There are guys like Thomas Müller in yeah. that Germany team that, like are going to lead this team through a World Cup, potentially. Mm. Like, they, they know, they've been there. They know Tony Cruz, too. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Memo Neuer yeah. will be in goal. Um, I mean, there's guys story, from but... the World Cup winning team on this team leading some of the younger guys like Kai Havertz, um, Musiala. But for this one, I'm going Spain and Germany. You might go Germany than Spain. Um, I... Obviously, those are the two picks. You could say, like, Spain, Japan, Germany, Japan, but I just see Span, Spain <laughs> taking seven points minimum in this group. So I just think Spain and Germany. Yeah, I could easily see Spain, Germany ending in a draw and then, and both of them taking yep. six points off the other two. And then it comes a question of goal difference. But I think, I think Germany have a bit more firepower on the front line maybe in terms of the way they play they won't be able to break teams down yeah. quite like spain but i think in the final third they'll have a bit more of a killer instinct so i'll put them above spain coming out of the group but I'd honestly take spain going further in the tournament yeah me too group f belgium canada morocco croatia this is also potentially a group of death morocco and croatia I think if you created a coefficient of skill for every team in the tournament, like a 9.2 for France, 5.9 for Canada, and like a 3.2 for Iran, something like that, Mm -hmm. and you give everyone a coefficient, this would have the highest coefficient of skill combined. Just like the most combined quality in a group is definitely here. You still have guys like Eden Hazard, Torgan Hazard, Kevin De Bruyne, Romelu Lukaku, obviously questionable. Lukaku, season. I think, will regain his form for he Belgium. Has to. He's so talented. He, he's so good. People forget how good Lukaku mm-hmm. is. Um, I think he's going to smash it for Inter as well. In you have Croatia, season. who obviously have 
world ever almost like who from this upcoming 2022 starting 11 didn't play in 2018 like you're getting the vitas you're getting the maybe subatic isn't their keeper but like you're getting Sub- the modric subatic uh modric you're getting rakitic you're getting perisic you're getting kramerich all these guys that played in like you're getting I think like it's going to be the it's the last hurrah. You're getting like Croatia a Tampa Bay Buccaneers-esque team here. And then you've got teams like Canada who have undeniable quality with mm-hmm. Davies and Alphonse, uh Jonathan and David. David. And they're just so well coached. Yeah. I mean, on paper like they do have the quality in Davies and uh and Jonathan David, but on paper you wouldn't really compare them yeah. to uh the u.s or mexico and yet they top the group almost with ease they top Concacaf, and so they're just a really well coached team that again i wouldn't be surprised if they make it out of the group absolutely not but Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they do on a world cup stage because i mean this it's not the first time they ever qualified i don't think but canada no they they but it's for first time in a while yeah Um, so we'll see how they do you know on the big stage Belgium's going to come to play. Croatia is no picnic. And Canada, I believe, is going to make it out of this group. Gun to my head. They have that dog in them. It's the best <laughs> way I can put it. Um, that's, I, seriously, when I watched them play, they smoked the U.S. Like, they, I, they, I, they were like 3 nothing or something like that. Like, they, no, they won 2 nothing, but yeah. it was, they smoked it was them. a dominant performance. Yeah, like, really. This is a Canada team that has not, does not have the names that the U.S. does, probably because of the fact that they're Canadian and not American, um, and there's media. But this team is very well-rounded. And again, you said very well-coached. I think this could be, like, death of Croatia year, where the, we expect them to, like, come to play, and then we realize, well, Modric is 127 years old, and he can't backpack this team anymore. Like... We forget how well Modric played in that 2018 World Cup. He was both offensively and defensively yes, outstanding. But, but just look at the performances Modric has put in in the That's last year. That's for a Real Madrid team that has defensive cover without him. <laughs> like, I think, uh, look, the easy thing to say is Belgium and Croatia. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say Belgium and Canada because I just think straight up they got that dog in them. <laughs> uh... I'll mix it up. I'll say Belgium and Croatia, not just for the sake of mixing it up, but I do think that it's a similar case with you saying Wales over uh, over the U.S., where Canada is just so new to this, and Croatia is just, you know, getting too old for this shit, mm-hmm. to quote Lethal Weapon. <laughs> so, I'm too old for this shit. But not too old where they can't make it out of this group. So I got them right. coming out of this. Group G, and this is a this is a group that uh, I believe I've had a little bit of deja vu before. Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. How group, did that happen? Uh, <laughs> match. It's fucking FIFA. Fucking I don't know. Bribing is how that happened. Brazil, the consensus favorites, yeah. draw two teams that they've seen before and seen before in the last time they played in a World Cup. That's a huge break, in my opinion, for Brazil. Like, I think we underestimate seeing fresh tactics for a team. Like, it's such a tactical sport. And I think when you see a team like Canada, Canada's mm-hmm. going to surprise people with how athletic they are. If you're, if, if 
Canada was in this group, they could they they might take a point off Brazil. But I think because Brazil has seen Serbia and seen Switzerland in a World Cup game before, they know how they play. They know they're I and mean, you can always get this from tape, but it's really I think it people underestimate how big of a deal it is that they're getting teams they played before, is all I'm gonna say. I don't know. I think this Switzerland team is a lot different than the one of four years ago. Even if the personnel is somewhat similar, mm-hmm. I think obviously they had a great performance in Euro 2020. Obviously, one of the biggest upsets of the tournament, uh, France, beating yeah. France, and they took Spain to pens. So they almost got into the semifinal as well. And I think they're just looking like a very strong team. I think this Serbia team also. I think you're forgetting about some of the new pieces that they've got, um, and especially uh, Vahalovic, uh, who's obviously burst on to the world stage over the last 12 I months. I honestly forgot that. I think Vlahovic? Vlahovic? I don't know. Vlahovic. Vlahovic? I mean, Vlahovic. The, the L comes before the H. So Vlahovic. Vlahovic. I'll, take Vlahovic. Your, I'll take your word for it. Vlahovic. Yeah, that could be one of the, like, Patrick Schicks mm. of this World Cup. The hero just breaks out and, like, mm. scores six, seven goals and ties the golden boot with, like, I don't know, the team that, like, Neymar or something, if they win the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could totally see that. I could see Serbia possibly making it out of this group over Switzerland. Yeah. I think they could be a bit of a dark horse. Not to go too far, but, I mean, to make it out of this group. This could be a very, very, like, chaotic group. Should Brazil not come to play, this could get chaotic. This could be like Serbia-Switzerland going through. Like, this could get chaotic, in my opinion. I'm going to go Brazil and Serbia, just because I think Vlahovic is going to have that, like, renaissance, like, Hamas Rodriguez performance. Yeah. Um, no, I can definitely see that. But it, I'm not discounting any of the other two teams in this group. Um, I'm going to go for Brazil-Switzerland. Actually, you know what? I'm going to have Switzerland win the group Okay. over Brazil to spice things up a bit. Uh, yeah, I really like Switzerland. I think that they have really strong Euro 2020 showing, and I think Jaka performs really, really well. I think we're forgetting about how good Jaka plays on this Swiss team. Yeah, captain, I believe. Yeah, he's captain of this team, and he just steps it up when he plays for them. He really brings this team together. I could see that being an upset group win. So I'm going to take them and Brazil moving on. Group H, our final group, the Portugal group. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. This would mark, you would think, Ronaldo's last major tournament. But Ghana, always up to some mischief in the World Cup. (laughs) You know, they drew Germany in 20... And 2014. 2014. No. Yeah? Yeah, because 2014, the group was uh, U.S., Portugal. Um, Um, They just don't perform in World Cups. Like, they underperformed, obviously, in 2014. 2018, they got knocked down in the round of 16 to Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah, Uruguay. Um, Comfortably. Uh, Not comfortably. It was 2-1. It was 2-0. No, it was 2-1. 2-1? Yeah. Well, I remember that game being comfortable for Uruguay. Um, rematch, by the way, in this yeah, group. Yeah, um, that's a rematch. As we but... get to. Aging Uruguay team. They're primo, yes. premium players. Suarez, well, Cavani, Suarez, 
Suarez, I mean, I don't even know if Godin's going to play in this one. No, he, he, like I said, like he's really old. Yes, old Suarez old. and Cavani are aging, but we got to remember that they have Darwin Nunez, you know. Yeah, replacing uh, another Hamas Rodriguez award candidate, potentially. I'm going to go... Oof, this is tough because I, I, I do not like Ghana. They just always torture the U.S., but I respect them as a World Cup participating nation because they always seem to like step up it's between ghana and uruguay i'm gonna go with uruguay because they're just more talented but ghana could easily step in in the two spot i don't know about you um yeah i'm also gonna go portugal winning at uruguay coming in second i don't i just don't see enough talent from mm. Ghana to overtake Uruguay, but I don't I don't love Uruguay either. I think they're going out round of sixteen. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't know off the top of my head what group they're playing, but I, I don't love Portugal to advance that far either, to be honest. Um I think they're a little they just seem disjointed when I've seen them play. Yeah. Um they they don't look as cohesive as some of the other teams. So I don't love any team in this group to to make a deep run, but I think it's Portugal and Uruguay. Yeah. Which rounds out at last, our final World Cup group. We will go more in depth with these groups as some of the squads come out closer to November. We will go in depth on the entire tournament leading up to it. But for now, we will leave it as the preview and roll right into our closing segment, which will be a segment that I'm, I'm pretty excited for. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm not sure exactly how to title this. Kind of like a World Cup stars game show survivor slash squid game-esque irrelevant world cup competitions <laughs> irrelevant world cup competitions so basically what we did was we took the poster boy for every team for example Sadio Mane Virgil van Sadio Mane for Nether for Senegal Virgil van Dijk for Netherlands Harry Kane for England etc mm -hmm. and what we did was we stuck them in their groups that they are in the world that they will be in in the world cup with the other players that they'll be in, in the world cup and we're going to pick a competition for each group we have a pot of four person competitions here uh -huh. and we'll be picking a group for example for group a we'll pull from this pot and whatever it is we will decide who out of the four players from group a that we've chosen would make it out of the group if this were the competition of rather than it being a soccer competition. Yes. And once we get out of the group, we will have a knockout round where we will pick two-person competitions. It will, we will decide who would have won the World Cup had it been a competition of irrelevant games of the best player from each team. Mm -hmm. How did I do? Sound pretty good. Okay. I think, I think you guys should If get you it. have <laughs> any questions, you are incompetent, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> or I'm incompetent. Anyway, Group A. From Qatar, we have Akram... Afif? I'm not going to sugarcoat. I don't know anything about him. I think he's a winger. I heard he played in La Liga at, for some amount of sure. time. Um, <laughs> we're taking Ander Valencia from Ecuador, Sadio Mane from Senegal, and Virgil van Dijk from Netherlands, and they will be competing in a WWE-style cage <laughs> match. Full items on, ladders on, baseball bats on i'm gonna be honest i've never seen a wwe match but i know they hit each other with like chairs and shit 
That's all allowed. <laughs> Who's making it out? I think an obvious choice just has to be Van Dyke. Virgil Van Dyke is winning this group. Yes. I, I know. I don't know Akram Afif. I think we might just have to cut him. He's on the he's back a smaller smaller. He's uh no, he's not tiny. I think he's like five ten. Okay. So actually not too I small. I think he's going to get beat by both Enter Valencia and Sadio Mane. Should uh, he's mm. the first one out? Yeah. So then it, he's gonna get fucking nuked by a chair at some point by one of these three guys, and he's gonna be out of there. Then it comes down to Enter Valencia or Sadio Mane. I think Mane and Van Dyke have that like. Liverpool. They could be doing the tag team. Yeah, this even like, if it's not necessarily the format. Illusion esque yeah. thing going on. I mean, WWE is scripted. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Enter Valencia gets the uh, gets the boot in this one. Mm. I think we're gonna go with Van Dyke. Van Dyke winning the cage match and Sadio Mane coming second in the cage match. If it was one v one with Van Dyke and Mane, Van Dyke is a fucking dog, but mm. Van Dyke is just a freak of nature. So. I think that settles that. I don't know if too, if too many people are disagreeing with us. Group B. For England, Harry Kane. For Iran, Taremi of uh, poor though. Porto. Mm-hmm. Um, Decent play. I yes. didn't even realize he played for Iran until, you know. Again, I had to look up <laughs> Ira- Iranian players for this. For the USA, obviously, Christian Pulisic. The LeBron James of soccer. The LeBron James <laughs> of soccer. And then Gareth Bale for Wales. will be competing in an escape room. Ooh. Now... This, this is something is, that you usually do as a team, but yes, I guess for the sake of this. A one-person escape room. So who's got the yourself. brains of this? So, Harry Kane. When I think of brains, I'm not thinking Harry Kane necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, Christian Pulisic, born and raised in Hershey, Pennsylvania. I don't know what kind of school systems they got out there. To be I mean, they have Hershey College there. They have a I think college. we passed that going to Hershey Park. Um... I, I mean, I trust the East, like, Northeast education, mm-hmm. but, like, I think Bale is, I think, is Bale well-educated? I feel like he's well-educated, right? He's a golfer. Yeah. That, that has to mean classiness <laughs> of some kind. I mean, he's got class. I mean, he also has five Champions Leagues. Uh, I, I don't know too <laughs> much about Tarami. Um, I know that he's not the quickest, so... Maybe in the box, he's kind of witty and intelligent, and he needs uh-huh. to, like, find those spaces. So I'm okay with sending Taremi through. It's just, I don't think I, I can send Harry Kane through. He just seems like too much of a doofus for me, to be completely <laughs> honest. That's the only backing I have to that. But yeah, Christian Pulisic or Gareth Bale? I, I think we should send Taremi through. Okay. I'm not opposed to that. Christian Bale... Christian Bale. Christian Bale, Batman. Wow. I just combined. We're sending Batman We're sending through. <laughs> Batman's going through. Pulisic and Bale out. Um, no, but Bale or Pulisic. That's tough. I mean, again. I, I think we go with Pulisic here. We go Pulisic. Again, um, we got to trust, you know, the Northeast education yeah, system, as, you know. We turned out pretty well, right? I think we did. All right, so you were in the Harvard shirt. Like, we're... Yeah. We <laughs> going here, by the way. Don't ask questions. Taremi first, Pulisic second. That's what we're going with. Group C, for Argentina, we have Emiliano Martinez, obviously. Uh, no. We have Lionel Messi. For Saudi Arabia, we have Salim Al-Dasari. Again, probably. Qatar sort of situation where I just had to, just had to look up who's yeah. who the best on Saudi Arabia. Heard he had a pretty good qualifying campaign. So, 
for Mexico, Raul Jimenez, and for Poland, Robert Lewandowski. In a hot dog eating contest. A hot dog eating contest. Messi's out. I'm sorry, we're kicking Messi out of this. No, one. no, no. Oh. This, is, this ain't Messi's type of deal. I, thi- I think Raul Jimenez could house mm-hmm. some hot dogs. Yeah. I think he could murder some hot. Like literally, I think if you took everyone in this World Cup right here, I think he would win. Actually, I don't know. I feel like Aaron Moy could also house a lot of hot no. dogs. Aaron Moy. I think Raul Jimenez is winning this group, hundred percent. I'm Salem. I feel like I'd be fat shaming here by looking up Salem on and then deciding. <laughs> yeah, whether, just whether. based on his size. Um, Salem Sorry. Okay. He's not bulky. I don't know. For me, I just think Raul Jimenez, Robert Lewandowski, they're hungry for goals. Yeah. They're hungry for hot dogs. That, that's my reason. Pause. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm okay with that. Uh, I say Raul Jimenez first. Lewandowski second. Yeah. Also, Mexico has like a food culture too. I feel mm-hmm. like they're like, you know. By food culture, do you mean they're an obese country? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to put it. <laughs> so, moving on. Uh, group D for France, Kylian Mbappe. I just Aus- offended so many. <laughs> <laughs> for France, Kylian Mbappe. For Australia, Aaron Moy. For Denmark, Christian Eriksen. And for Tunisia, Wabi Kazri. I didn't Wabi. actually have to look that one up. Kazri, yeah. yeah okay, play for Sunderland. They'll be competing in a home run derby. Oh. MLB style. I think Aaron Moy, when I think of Aaron Moy, I think of Pete Alonso. And I think that <laughs> dude is raking home runs. I think Aaron Moy, Aaron Moy's like that fucking Rowdy Tellez. Like nobody's gonna get who know who Rowdy Tellez is, but Rowdy Tellez, like first baseman, like big poppy, like he's like that lefty that just fucking rakes. Like you cannot throw this guy mm. a fastball; he's gonna crank that shit. I think it's Aaron Moy first. Like he's going mm. to rake. I I like Kazri. You like Kazri? I don't love Erickson. Erickson, remi- I'm going to make some baseball references here. Erickson, uh-huh. Christian Erickson reminds me of a DJ LeMahieu for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. You've heard DJ LeMahieu. He's just a slap hitter, honestly. Not, 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 a, not a home run hitter. And Kylian Mbappe reminds me of a Byron Buxton who could... Byron Buxton could win. You know what? I think we can go Mbappe. Byron Buxton's a home run hitter. And Wabi Kazri kind of reminds me of... Wh- I don't know. It's difficult because none of these guys are, you know, like Aaron Judge types. They're just massive <laughs> guys who can just hit it, you know, yeah. s- you know, into the second, you know, Third row. tier of yeah, the second stadium. tier. Yeah. No, so there's not a bunch of, like, big hitters. I don't know. I think you're a bit harsh on Erickson. I think, you know, in terms of technique, you're like, you know, he can keep his eye on the ball pretty I think, well. I think when it comes to home run derby, like, it's all about power. Like, mm. it's the guys with power that just crush it. And This isn't a powerful group of guys in no, Group D, though. but Kasri's pretty Kasri's pretty strong. Pretty strong. Um, no, I don't mind sending him throw. I think it's between Mbappe and Kasri. I, I'll defer to you. What do you think? I like Kasri. Kasri? I, I will c- do Kasri. Aaron Moy first, Kasri second. Group E. We have... For Spain, Tiago. For Germany, Manuel Neuer. For Japan, Takumi Minamino. And for Costa Rica, Kaylor Navas. Four people we know plenty about. And they will be bowling. Bowling. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I think even before we get into this, I mean, 
I don't know. Minamino, for me, just seems like a type of person, like, two hands. Just, like, between the legs, yeah. just, like, just pushing it down yeah, the, uh, the biggest guy, down but... the lane. Definitely picking up that eight-pounder. <laughs> he's going to need the bumpers. I feel like, like yeah. Minamino's going to need some bumpers. He's asking for bumpers. I feel, I feel like Tiago, with the technique that he possesses, he's, like, the... He's going to put max spin on it. Like, mm-hmm. that thing's going to whip. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with sending Tiago through. Between Manuel Neuer and Kaylor Navas, though, I have no grounds to choose either of these over each other. <laughs> I don't know what I would even use as criteria. I don't know. I think. What are your thoughts? <laughs> the criteria I might use is just precision in terms of distribution. I think Manuel Neuer. I'm okay with that, yeah. It has definitely, throughout his career, proven himself as a great uh, distributor of sure. the ball. So, you know what, I, you know, he also takes penalties too, you know, he can, he can hit one, you know, pretty hard at the back of the net, he can strike a ball, so, he can, he can strike a bowling ball as well. Alright, Tiago first, uh, Neuer second, we'll say? Yeah. Group F, for Belgium, Kevin De Bruyne, for Canada, Alfonso Davies, for Morocco, Ashraf Hakimi, and for Croatia, Luka Modric. In a cooking competition. Mm. Now, let's look at some of their cuisine. None. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think Moroccan food is pretty good. I remember I had a... I had a coach for one year who was Moroccan. Actually played in the MLS. He's from Morocco. I remember him talking about how Moroccan food is pretty good. So I'm okay with sending Hakimi through. Then it's down to what kind of cuisine we think. Alfonso Davies... Kevin De Bruyne and Luka Matras can cook up. I'm going to tell you right now, I think Alfonso Davies is a horrible chef. <laughs> I just think he's terrible as a chef. Uh-huh. I don't know why I think that. Cause uh, right now, maybe. I'm just trying to go back to the to the videos he and Jordan Hyama made. Like They did like a Christmas like baking challenge, I think, or something uh-huh. like that. And I'm going to try not to tear up as I think about this. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, know, we know how Hide that relationship babies. went down. But no, I don't remember uh, him being too great at baking. Um, I think, if I th- I honestly think he's like the worst. Like I th- I'm just thinking of him as like a college kid because he's so mm-hmm. young. I think Luka Modric has like that family like family cookout. Yeah, mentality. I know what you mean by that. But again, you know, if you look at Belgium, you know, think of like Belgium chocolate, you know, Belgium waffles, like, and this is. It says cooking competition. So if we're, ba- if we're basing, you know, Morocco's off of cuisine, then I think, you know, we have to send Belgium through as well. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I wasn't Sir. sold on Modric. I just went for his experience as an uh-huh. aged player, but I'm okay with that. Uh, we'll go Hakimi first, De Bruyne second. Group G for Brazil, Neymar for Serbia, Vlahovic. For Switzerland, Xhaka. And for Cameroon, Joel Matip. In a wipeout course. Oh. Oh. Reddit Jaka is just not making it, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He's not making it past the big balls. <laughs> no. No, that's one of the last things, isn't it, though? The like, the balls? giant I feel like like red right balls? I don't know. No, I feel Either like the way, last... Someone with poor judgment is not making it through this. <laughs> I I like Neymar just because of his agility. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, he's gonna be dodging every one of those. I mean, what's the thing? Don't they have like the things on the walls that like punch yes, out? Yes, yes, like, where you like yeah. you climb horizontally uh -huh. and you like have to like dodge the yeah, fucking no. arms that come out. Yes. Yeah, he's I, gonna be I like Neymar tiptoeing through I that. I think one. Neymar comes through with the best time, uh -huh. which puts him first. Then it's between Vlahovic and Joel Matip. Neither of these guys are too agile. I, I'm favoring Vlahovic, youth. I think he's a little more agile. Matt Tip seems a little clunky at times. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with throwing Vlahovic in. Just he's a, he's an athlete, like pretty strong, yeah. like athletic, probably more athletic than Matt Tip. I'm, I'll send. I don't know about you, but I'll send Vlahovic through. And the final one Group that we got H. I believe I know what this one is, but I'll let you announce it. For Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo. For Ghana, Thomas Partey. For Uruguay, Luis Suarez. And for South Korea, Hyungmin Son. We got mini golf. Mini golf. Now, I'm thinking about... Cause for me, mini golf is always who's more competitive. Who's the most competitive? Because I was very competitive at mini golf. I'm sure you know I've golfed mini golf with me many times on vacation. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty good at mini golf. So... When I think of competitiveness, I think of Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I think we're sending Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo through. I think whatever this competition was, we were going to send him through. So we're going to send him through as the number one. But number two. Now, here's what I think. Go for it. I think in my experience in mini golf, also playing with you, what I know is that sometimes when things start to go south, it's tough to keep a cool head. <laughs> and that you can, you know... You can lose your cool, you know, start hitting the ball while it's still rolling. Yep. Just, yep. you know, end up just taking like a seven and yep. moving on. You know, you want someone who can keep their cool and not, you know, lose it and stay in it. And I think that Human Son is a very, very composed player. I'm rarely okay lashes out. I think, you know, he's a technical player. He has strong technique <laughs> and he'll definitely be composed, keep, you know, a cool head, and I think that, you know, he's moving on with Ronaldo in this group. I'm okay with that. Ronaldo won, Hyungman son two, and now we move on swiftly into the knockout stages. Ethan, do you mind putting the knockout competitions into the pot? Uh, how this is going to work, these are all two-person competitions, one per round instead of one per matchup, so mm -hmm. we're going to pick one, and the entire round is going to... Similarly to Squid Games, all the contestants go through the same challenge in order to move on. Starting with the first matchup, the winners of Group A versus the runners-up in Group B. <laughs> so it would be Pulisic versus um, Van Dyke in Beer Pong. Yep. Beer Pong. It's, yeah, it's Pulisic. Pulisic. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to beat an American in Beer Pong. Yep. That is the finally <laughs> the <laughs> Finally, the $100,000... Uh, Education? Yes. Wait, he didn't know. go to college, though. I still we got to rock with him, but he did not go to college. So it's not going to be yeah. as much of a landslide as you think, but... No. We're still sending yes. Pulisic through. Um, Virgil van Dijk so did the not the winners of Group C... Which was, I believe, Raul Jimenez, Raul in a Jimenez. hot dog eating contest, mm -hmm. versus the runners up in Group D, which was Wabi Kazri in the home run derby. Yes. And they will be also, again, competing in the same thing, beer pong. Well, Mexico is certainly more the alcoholic nation. <laughs> more they like, alcohol consumption. They like their tequila. <laughs> that is for sure. I think we could rock with Raul Jimenez mm -hmm. here. I think when they're, you know, when they're deep into, you know, the drinks. Yes. 
Raul Jimenez eight, will eight be cups deep. Yeah. It's gonna be Raul Jimenez is gonna come in clutch. I think we're, we're plus after he ate all there. those hot dogs, he probably won't be feeling the effects as much. Sure. So <laughs> <laughs> the winners of Group D versus the runners up of Group C. The winners of Group D was Aaron Moy in the home run mm-hmm. derby, and the runners up in Group C was Robert Lewandowski in the hot dog eating contest. So Aaron Moy versus Robert Lewandowski in the beer pong. Again, I feel like Australia is the more alcoholic nation. Although Poland. They neighbor, yeah. You know, Germany. They neighbor an alcoholic nation in Germany. Plus, Robert Lewandowski played in Germany his whole career. That is true. He that is he in Munich too with uh, think of Oktoberfest. Think of for, didn't he he won a he won uh a German title with uh Dortmund and then he won every title with Bayern. So think of all the beer he drank at all those title celebrations yeah. and during um, Oktoberfest in Munich. I think, I think Munich. you've convinced me. Uh, That's a lot of alcohol. Robert Lewandowski goes through. Um, this is turned from beer pong into a uh, chugging competition, yeah. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Uh, winners of Group B versus the runners-up of Group A. Winners of Group B was Taremi in the uh, escape room, mm-hmm. and the runners-up of group a was sadio mane in the wwe cage match so sadio mane versus taremi in the beer pong sadio mane is too much of like a good guy you know he doesn't i feel like he doesn't like touch alcohol he's, too much i feel he's he's islamic right um so is he i think he is he's muslim um so i think that he is not okay well there's a good chance taremi is also muslim that is he lives in iran so this is a long game yeah they're not going to be very good um let's say let's say it's like water pong and like who who's got more accuracy more precision it's gotta be money yeah you think um we'll send money through I'm thinking Next. of his like back heel assist against uh United in that <laughs> four nil drumming, I believe. So yeah. Who do we got next? Winners of Group E versus the runners up of Group F. Winners of Group E would be Tiago in bowling. Mm-hmm. Runners up in Group F would be Kevin De Bruyne in the cooking competition. Yeah. Tiago versus Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, this is a tough one because <clears throat> I think similarly for this one. It should be going off precision and both of these guys in terms of precision and picking out their target are some of the best in this entire tournament. I mean, it is so hard to make a decision here, but I mean, if you had to, if I had to choose one, it'd have to be uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, in terms of I feel like he the span could, of his career. Yeah, I'm okay with sending De Bruyne through. Uh, he, I feel like he's got that precision yeah. too. Um, There's a round of 16 matchup that could be a final, yeah. really. So The winners of Group G versus the runners-up of Group H. The winners of Group G being Neymar in the Wipeout Challenge. Runners-up mm-hmm. of Group H being, I believe, Hyungman's son. It was mini-golf. Mini-golf challenge. So, Neymar versus Hyungman's son in beer pong. What do you got? Oh, it's got to be Neymar. Neymar's a partier. Yep. Son is, you know... South South Korea, you know, they have very uh culture of, you know, more like politeness. Oh, I, I don't know if, you know, being polite necessarily means you can't party. But nonetheless, <laughs> Son isn't as much of a party animal as Neymar. I would imagine not. No, knowing his personality. Um, no. Neymar, um, I feel very comfortable I'm sending through I'm rocking with here. Neymar, too. Winners of Group F versus runners-up of Group E. 
winners of Group F being Ashraf Hakimi with the Moroccan food, mm-hmm. and the runners up of Group E being Manuel Neuer in the bowling. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Manuel Neuer versus Ashraf Hakimi in the beer bowling. Again, if we're using the same logic we use with Lewandowski, oh, we gotta send we no gotta send Neuer, bro. I mean, <laughs> this man can handle his beer in the beer pong turn drinking competition (laughs) um winners of group h versus runners up of group g winners of group h being cristiano ronaldo runners up in group g being dusan vlahovic Mm -hmm. it is ronaldo versus vlahovic in beer pong and this could be a good game it could be a good game awfully competitive i feel like these two are very very competitive they're two very very competitive people I'm not sure how much Ronaldo drinks, but I think let's just forget about how much both of these guys drink alcohol. Yeah. They're, let's forget about their alcohol consumption for at least one matchup. Um, yeah, these are two very, very competitive guys. But if we're doing it based off of competitiveness, I mean, no one's beating out Ronaldo. Yeah. And that sends Ronaldo through as our last team to the round of eight. Now we pull from the pot for the round of eight. And this round will be the dunk contest. Dunk contest. Pulisic versus Jimenez in a classic NBA dunk contest. Who do you got? Oof. Well, I do remember one video of Pulisic at Dortmund successfully doing a dunk. He's got handles. He's got handles. And he definitely has... In terms of basketball ability, I have to imagine that he has more ability than... Raul Jimenez, in terms of basketball, just because, you know, Also, he's got the, the basketball US. culture with him, yeah. with the USA. Mm-hmm. Um, um, now, he doesn't have the height that Jimenez has, so he may not be able to true. pull off as to many fair, dunks. I don't know how many of these players can dunk, so let's mm-hmm. imagine it's lowered to, like, yeah. seven or eight feet. I think Pulisic has got that NBA swagger uh-huh. to him, just because he's American. And he's definitely watched his fair share of dunk competitions. I think he'll come up with yes. some clever dunks that you know will impress the judges i think so too i think again you know pulisic he's got a competition here that's suited for an american so i think we're sending him to the semifinals Lewandowski versus mane you'd think Lewandowski's height would get him here Mm -hmm. um but mane i feel like has got more swagger he could be a little more creative I don't know. I think, I think a lot of times people forget about how skillful Robert Lewandowski is. He really does have very good feet. I mean, I guess we'll translate that into hands into good, a dunk good contest. Good hops too. He's good in the air. Yeah, very good in the air. Yeah, he can get up pretty high. Um, yeah, this is a tough one, but I just think, I think we send Robert Lewandowski through. Also, just in terms of like power, you know, he can just jam it down like pretty hard. Yeah. No, I'm okay sending Lewandowski through. I mean, if they really had a dunk contest, uh-huh. I think Lewandowski goes through. To be completely yeah. honest. Um. So we're gonna send Lewandowski through. De Bruyne versus Neymar. Obviously, Neymar's got the swagger here, mm-hmm. but does De Bruyne have enough precision? Like, Neymar could have, like, all types. Like, he could bring in, like, Blake Griffin-style jump over a Kia or something. Mm-hmm. But he might miss a couple times. That's the only yeah. thing. Is De Bruyne's, like, regular, like, windmill dunk gonna get mm-hmm. him 
over the line. Not as, yeah, not as flashy, yes. but more consistent. Is it going to get him over the line is the only mm-hmm. thing. Because the thing is, if Neymar gets... If Neymar is able to complete whatever thing he's trying, he's going to win. Yeah. But it's just a question of can he get it done? Where that's not really an issue with De Bruyne. Also something we should mention, uh, Neymar versus De Bruyne, Brazil, Belgium in a quarterfinal rematch 2018. I think, <laughs> I think Neymar gets his revenge here, to be honest. I don't know about you. I think so. I think he's motivated. Neymar gets sent through. Neuer versus Ronaldo. Classic NBA dunk contest. I am confident that Ronaldo would win this one. Yeah, I mean, if he's we're considering the hops. hops, the hops. Like, I he mean, just has insane ups. He could do, like, a Jordan one where he takes one from the uh, like foul the fr- line. the foul line. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I, I think it's a no-doubter here. No-brainer. Ronaldo mm. through. On to the semifinal matchup. What will the competition be? A classic fencing matchup. Fencing match. Between Pulisic and Robert Lewandowski. Think <sighs> of agility here quickness first step mm-hmm. i've i've watched fencing in the world cup it, uh, in the world cup in olympics. the olympics yeah um there's a lot of skill involved yeah definitely. skill and also like you need to have some predictive qualities some like anticip- anticipatory yeah. qualities to kind of like deflect where you think the yeah. other person almost like a chess match where you think the other person is going to like stick their sword you got to deflect it yeah um so i think Pulisic uh, Lewandowski has that in terms like, of instincts instinct yeah he has better instincts but Pulisic is just a little quicker uh-huh i could go either way on this i really could go either i don't way know this there's too. probably a like a an advantage to somebody who's taller just because they have the longer reach and mm-hmm. can like stab easier yeah uh, i I could be very wrong. I know nothing about fencing, but I feel like if you're taller and have that longer reach, I mean, in terms of just you. logical sense, I mean, I mean, if boxing, obviously having a better reach helps you because you know, yeah, it's easier to get to your yeah. opponent without getting stuck yourself. Yes, it's the same way with. I have to manage. It's the same thing with fencing. I'm okay with sending Lewandowski through and knocking out the old USA. Um, yeah, I think this. I is don't where... think his agility would get him through here. Um, also, he's more mature i feel like mm-hmm. Pulisic could come out and try to get the stabs and yeah. kind of like overcommit himself Lewandowski just poised like he's been there before i'm okay with sending Lewandowski through the yeah. final Lewandowski is our first finalist neymar versus ronaldo for that coveted second final spot i like you know it's tough because i like ronaldo because if they were both fencers for their whole lives, I feel like he would be, like, that perennial gold medal candidate. Mm. Just because of how consistent he is. However, I feel like Neymar could easily dethrone him. Neymar or Ronaldo. We could rock it out. I'll be Neymar, you be Ronaldo. <laughs> okay. Just one, one, yeah. one time. On shoot? On shoot. Rock, Rock, paper, paper scissors, scissors, shoot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on shoot. Okay. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. You're Ronaldo, right? Yep. Okay. Ronaldo goes through on Rock, paper, scissors. Lewandowski versus Ronaldo in the final. What's it gonna be? Drum roll, please. Post-production, Braden. Drum roll, please. 
Cornhole. Oh. Cornhole. Ronaldo Who's versus... more hick? <laughs> <laughs> Who's more redneck? Ronaldo or Lewandowski? Legitimately, that's how I'm going to decide this. Who's more redneck? Who's more likely to own a Ford F-150? Ronaldo or Lewandowski? I'd say Lewandowski. Who's more likely to... You always see him, Ronaldo, in, you know, the Lamborghinis, the sports cars, the Maseratis, you know. I yeah. F- I feel, I feel like, like Lewandowski... If you if it's like city boy versus rural life mm-hmm. for the cornhole, I feel like city boy Ronaldo could get knocked off pretty easily. I feel like Lewandowski might have grown up in a more rural area. Yeah. Um he could very well be from the city, I have no idea. Yeah. But um you're right, Ronaldo's got that more like Well, you know, he's from lifestyle. Portugal. Maybe yeah. like you know, more of like a beachy like yeah. vibe. And you also, know? you know, we talked about early Lewandowski's got the little more alcoholic culture in him. Mm-hmm. Alcohol and cornhole go hand in hand. Let's yeah. not kid ourselves. The backyard barbecue, you know, knocking I think a couple Bruce. Our World Cup Squid Game game competition survivor events <laughs> winner is Robert Lewandowski. Lewandowski winning it for Poland. Congratulations to the them. first, not annual, quad annual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um we'll do this again in 2025 yeah anyways longer podcast but i feel like we need to get the full competition in but yeah we'll sign off we will see you guys on july 4th peace see ya